Welcome to SBS News in Easy English. I'm Sarah Shalala. New South Wales has recorded 262 new cases of COVID-19 from more than 107,000 tests. Five deaths were also recorded, three people in their 60s, one person in their 70s, one person in their 80s. Meanwhile, Chief Medical Officer Dr Kerry Chad says the Hunter, Upper Hunter regions will enter lockdown from 5pm tonight in response to a number of positive cases. So what we are putting in place is the New South Wales, the Sydney-wide restrictions in the areas of Newcastle, Lake Macquarie, Maitland, Port Stephens, Cessnock, Dungog, Singleton and Musselbrook, local government areas, and they will be in place from 5pm today. Meanwhile, Premier Gladys Berejiklian has urged everyone eligible to be vaccinated to do so as soon as possible. Almost 185,000 Pfizer vaccine doses will be sent to New South Wales, while Queensland could also receive a boost as both states battle coronavirus outbreaks. Prime Minister Scott Morrison on Thursday announced the fast-tracked New South Wales package would increase the state's August allocation. The vast majority of the 183,690 doses will be sent to the epicentre of Sydney's outbreak in the southwestern suburbs. Australia has now vaccinated 20% of its population aged 16 and over, but continues to lag behind most of the world. Queensland has recorded 16 new local cases of COVID-19 from more than 50,000 tests, with four active in the community while infectious. It's the biggest COVID-19 outbreak since the first wave in 2020, as the state's southeast aims to emerge from lockdown in four days' time. Authorities are pleading with Queenslanders from the Gold Coast to Noosa to only go out for essential items and even consider limiting online shopping. Chief Health Officer Dr Jeanette Young says four people were infectious in the community for a number of five days and she's urging people to check with government's website for new exposure sites. So could everyone please check that you haven't been to one of those new exposure venues or one of the other exposure venues that are already on the site. The message going forward, please, any symptoms at all, anywhere in Queensland, but particularly in the southeast corner, come forward and get tested immediately. United States President Joe Biden says the US will give nearly $100 million in additional humanitarian aid to Lebanon. It's been one year since a catastrophic explosion in Beirut at the city's port devastated the capital, plunging Lebanon further into economic crisis. With politicians yet to form a government capable of rebuilding the country. Since then, the country has been mired in a financial depression worsened by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mr Biden said international humanitarian assistance can only do so much. But no amount of outside assistance will ever be enough if Lebanon's own leaders do not commit to do the hard but necessary work of reforming the economy and combating corruption. That's essential. 
It has to start now. More than $1 billion worth of measures aimed at reducing Indigenous disadvantage have been announced by the federal government as part of its Closing the Gap strategy. Key spending includes $378 million for a Stolen Generations Redress Scheme for the Northern Territory, ACT and Jervis Bay Territory, and support for a range of community health organisations and education initiatives. Drug and alcohol treatment services will receive $66 million. Prime Minister Scott Morrison says the funding is about making sure Indigenous Australians have the same opportunities as all Australians. Mr Speaker, on occasions like this, we quite rightly focus on the gaps that we need to fill and look to the places where Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders do not have the same opportunities as other Australians. And it's right that we do so. To sport now on the announcement of a postponement to the 2021 Rugby League World Cup is imminent after tournament organisers held an emergency board meeting on Wednesday. The decision to postpone the Cup to 2022 is expected to affect the men's, women's and wheelchair competitions, all of which were due to be held simultaneously in England this October and November. Organisers have been forced to admit defeat in their attempts to stage the World Cup as planned, following the decision of Australia and New Zealand to withdraw. I'm Sarah Shalala. This is SBS News in Easy English.